Hey, what's going on, team? Today, we have an awesome show for you lined up. It's going to be uh, really diving into this idea of a marriage meeting and, and treating your marriage with the same kind of intentionality that you would your business or work life or whatever. So without further ado, let's get into it. Some of the most awesome times in a man's life for reflection and growth is when they're sitting around the campfire with other men they respect, hashing stuff out. So if you're a Christian man looking for reflection and connection as you grow closer to the person God made you to be, pull up a chair, throw another log on the fire, and pour yourself a tasty beverage, and get ready to number your stories. So it's kind of cold out there today, so I'm drinking some Lapsang Sushong for my beverage of choice for today. So I actually learned about Lapsang at Boston. We went to this cool museum for the Boston Tea Party, and apparently it was one of the teas that we chucked into the harbor when America was pretty, pretty boss. So our comment for today comes from Daryl, says, hey, Logan, how's it going? Really enjoy the show. What's up with the bird-looking thing on the uniform next to you? Forgive me, I'm not a military guy. Keep up the faith, Daryl. Hey, Daryl. Yeah, so this, if, if you're listening next to me, I have a, a little mannequin with a uniform. That's actually my wife's cadet uniform from when, when we were at West Point. So it's not like an army thing. Of course, when we were leaving, I was like, I'll never want this. Why would we ever need two? I'll just get rid of this. And so I got rid of my bigger uniform, which is makes me sad because I don't have it. But we kept my wife's. This is her old uniform. And the parade hat is what the big feathery thing on top is. So lastly, gosh, guys, I, this is important now. I went out. And I, I had an opportunity to go to this manufacturing plant. Very interesting. It's, it's a new concept where they only make items that are okay. It's called the Satisfactory. The Satisfactory. There you go. <laughs> All right. So we've got, depending on what time you're, you're listening to this, at least within the next year, you got St. Valentine's Day coming up. So I figured it'd be a, a good time for us to talk about our marriage, our relationship, and what are we doing to, to keep that strong and vibrant. And so I'm going to start, I'm going to start in a place that is maybe going to seem a little odd, but just bear with me. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Stanford prison experiment? The Stanford prison experiment. This was an experiment done as the name says at Stanford. It's, it's pretty well known nowadays, especially in military spheres, but even though it doesn't have anything really to do with military stuff. So this guy, early 70s, gets a, a bunch of volunteers, splits them up for this study into prisoners and guards, and just lets them go. And he's watching, he got all these cameras set up, and he's watching as he tells he tells the guards, hey, these are these are gonna be the prisoners. Make sure you keep them in line, they're prisoners, and the prisoners are supposed to do prisoner stuff. And in like a matter of days, it just takes this shocking turn where it devolves into horrific abuse and 
without leadership, the guards started terribly abusing the prisoners and just treating them like garbage. And what, I mean, that never makes sense, but what really didn't make sense is everyone knew that it was an experiment, that the guards weren't really guards and the prisoners weren't really prisoners. And it was all just some pretend thing, but everyone got so wrapped up in it that in the blink of an eye, it just devolved into this grotesque display of our concupiscence and our brokenness. In the military, especially in basic training, we would talk about this a lot with our drill sergeants and because I'm sure you can see the corollary. But the point was how super important it was to take an, a very active leadership role in the culture of your organization and ensuring that you were stepping in and doing the things necessary to maintain a healthy and safe culture. And so why don't I bring that stuff up? Well, I don't know about you, but I put a lot of effort into my work stuff. The focus and intentionality with which I put into organizing and planning and ensuring we have a good culture at work, I don't really think we do the same amount of care and effort in our marriage, at least haven't historically. And so one of the things that we did this year, which I thought was absolutely fabulous, and I want to share it with you because I thought it was that awesome, was having this off-site marriage meeting. And I'll walk you through specifically what that is, what we did, and the benefits from it. First off, you got to set the stage. It's, it's something I brought up with my wife. We've regularly throughout our marriage done things like read marriage books, and we try to pray together and, and all that stuff. But this was the first time we've done this sort of marriage meeting. The first step, obviously, was talking to my wife about it first and making sure it was something we were on the same page. I wasn't surprised. She thought it was an awesome idea. My wife is a tremendous planner. I'm pretty sure she has a Thanksgiving dinner for next year already planned out. You know, she'll go up and she plans these like trips. She's very, very detail oriented and she'll, she'll plan out every stop along the way, which gas station is 254 miles away from it. She really, really enjoys that kind of stuff. I'm much more of a big picture kind of guy and together we make a pretty solid team. And so when I, when I brought up to her the idea of, Hey, I want us to go and do some planning. She was like, heck yeah, I want to do that. That sounds awesome. Plus it's good for our marriage and everything. Yeah. Side benefit. We set aside some time and went off. And I, I think finding a good place, making it a fun event, but also preparing, doing the groundwork so that you both understand what you're going to expect from, from this situation. We had this, we have this really awesome coffee shop near us. Well, there's like a upstairs mezzanine with like an office area that we could, we could use. We brought a whiteboard and I think you could do this in a, in a library or, or maybe in an office building or something, but I like coffee. Step one, once you actually get there, get comfortable, get set up. I think it's super important to start with prayer and then set up some ground rules about here's how we're going to talk about things, understand the process, understand when things come up, how are we going to discuss things? And this is why we're doing it. It's really easy to 
get distracted or get frustrated, or as we'll talk about, this is a chance for you to take a hard look at parts of your marriage. A great way to talk about the things that are going well and that you're excited about and you want to do more of. And those are easy to celebrate and enjoy and reflect back on your life and say, man, we're crushing it. This is awesome. But there's also a couple of things. There's always areas for improvement, right? The constant pursuit of unattainable perfection. And I think, I think we got to look at those things as well. And those can be hard, both for you and your wife. And so having a plan to address those problems before they come up makes it a lot easier so that when they come up, you're just following the the rules that you would set in place. And it's not something you have to handle on the fly. So lay that all out, understand the process, and, and that's going to make things a lot easier. So the way it goes, now there's a lot of resources out there. Shoot me a message. Remember, it's number your stories at gmail.com. And if you're interested, and I will joyfully send you the structure, the template that, that we use. It starts with going over a vision statement, developing lines of effort, then within those lines of effort, establishing your goals. And then lastly, putting events on the calendar so that you can hit those targets and then checking up on it in a, on a regular basis. So to start out with, this is the stuff that I resonate with most. And that is the big picture stuff. My wife was much more excited to get into the nitty gritty. Hey, let's put stuff on the calendar. Let's jump in. Let's start scheduling events now, which is where her strengths lie. But I thought it was really important. And I'm glad we, we did it this way to first, you have to develop a shared understanding of what is the vision of our marriage? Who do we want to be? What is our story? And so that I thought was a super fruitful conversation where we got to go back and forth and talk about, hey, what is it that is important to us? There's a couple ways to develop this vision. You could do like a vision statement where you, you say, you know, the, the Phillips family is a blah, 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 blah. And we do X, Y, and Z. And I think that's a great way to do it. What we chose to do, and I really like this, is each of us individually went and we took 10, 15 minutes apart and we brainstormed as many adjectives as we could think of describing our perfect marriage. What did that look like? So we came up with all, all types of things, you know, God-centered, fun, adventurous, loving, supportive, disciplined, communicative, all these different things. We got to take those descriptive words and went through it together and talked about why those things were important to us and how, and how that all fit together. And of course, 90% of that stuff is aligned. You know, 90, 99% of those things are the same. And the areas that maybe were a little different is where are our priorities? Maybe for you, one person, communication is much more of a priority. The other one being adventurous is much more of a priority. How do you manage the, the business of life with going out and doing those big awesome, you know, Hey, we're going to, I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro kind of things together. 
working through those, writing out the list. I think this might have been the most challenging part. This and maybe the next piece were some of the most challenging parts because we recognize that, hey, we don't have exactly the same vision for what our ideal marriage is. But that shouldn't be a surprise. I don't think anybody, any married couple has exactly the same vision. And so it's just an opportunity for us to have those discussions come closer together. So once you have those things and you have identified who do we want to be and you've developed this shared understanding, then you can move over into these lines of effort. So if you haven't ever come up with a line of effort before, LOEs going full army. Side note, when my wife and I, before she was my fiance, it was one of our favorite things. We were talking about how we wanted our wedding to go. <laughs> and in that, she, she looked over and said, all right, we, let's war game this, the seating chart here. And I so enjoyed the fact that my wife used the term to war game the seating chart for our wedding. I just thought that was pretty badass. Developing these LOEs, you're thinking about what are the major buckets that we can put things in so that we can align our effort to push ourselves forward in this way. And so they could be all types of different things. And it's really dependent on who you think you should be. The ones that we came up with, uh, there was spiritual, physical, romantic slash intimate, and administrative. How are we going to check back in and maintain our overwatch of our relationship? Now you might say, wait a minute, what about, what about family and parenting stuff? Super important. Obviously, yes. Simultaneous to this, we also did a family meeting. We roped our kids in with this and had a separate conversation that focused on how we were going to lead our family for the next you know, year going forward. As I'm sure you can appreciate the conversation that the husband has with his wife about who they want to be as husband and wife is a different kind of conversation than how does our family want to look? How are we mom and dad leading our family? And that they're intertwined, certainly, but they're not they're not the same. And so we, we separated those conversations and had them separately connected to this. And maybe this is taboo, but I think it's understanding the priority of relationships in your life and where those things flow from. Number one with us is our relationship with God. And then it's our relationship with each other as husband and wife. And then it's our relationship with our children as mom and dad. And then it's our relationship with our extended family and then the rest of the world. Well, I think for some people that might seem a bit off. I'm sure you know people. I'm sure you know people who, and let's be honest, it's usually the mom, but could be the dad, who place the children at a higher priority than their marriage. They place their role as a parent above their role as a spouse. And I'm sure as an outsider, you can very easily see the problems that flow from that. Similarly, understanding that the love that we are able to give to our spouse, the foundation of our marriage is centered on God. And therefore, 
our relationship to God is the number one priority. And it is only through that relationship that we're able to fully love our spouse. And, and then it is only the fruit from that relationship, love of spouse, that we're able to have a relationship with our kids. I know a lot of really broken families who are shattered because the marital relationship was, was secondary to that of the children and who suffers the children. And of course the married couple little side note, but I think that's hugely important. So getting back to it, you develop these lines of effort, hash out what's really important to you. And by focusing in on that, by distilling all the things that could be going on in your life, maybe you have one that is adventure or fun, or it really depends on how you place your priorities in your marriage. But by distilling it down and putting a point on it and limit yourself, you can't have 10 lines of effort. You get three plus one, three lines of effort. And then plus one is the admin sort of overhead of how are you going to maintain a check on these things? Because if everything is a priority, nothing is a priority. You can't, you can't have 10 things be a priority. So you get three plus one within each of those lines of effort. Now you can start hashing out your goals and we'll have a different conversation about the way in which you structure goals. And there's a huge body of literature out there, a really specific way to do stuff. And I think that that, that can help you, but be precise, give a time, make it quantifiable, something that you can actually do and, and build up. We started out and we just brainstormed with each of these steps. I think it's important to first brainstorm, let yourself have a conversation, sketch ideas. Hey, do we want this to be a goal? I don't know. Write as many things as you can. And again, separate at first, write down the goals that you think are important, and then come back together and have that conversation with your, your spouse. This is really about you as a husband being the leader of your marriage and communicating and driving this process so that you can better serve your wife. You do these things to so set these goals. And I think it's good to have really short-term goals. Hey, once a week, kind of daily goals. What are we going to do every day? What are we going to do once a week, once a month? What are we going to do maybe once a year? And then what are those huge moonshot goals? Like sometime in the next 10 years, we want to go do X to give you an example spiritually, hey, we want to start and end every day with prayer. The first thing that we're going to do before we start the day, while we're still in bed, our alarm goes off, we turn the alarm off, we're going to pray together. And the last thing that we're going to do before we lay our head down at night is pray together. And I think that gets to the how, how can you center yourself on God and getting those relationship priorities straight. And we only get one go around. And again, this was where my wife and I, we got to go back and forth and it wasn't a bad thing, but it was an, it was an area of friction. And I'm so glad we got to have these conversations about my wife finds so much joy in the day to day, the just having a beautiful family and doing the normal everyday thing, which of course I also love 
That's fabulous. But I also like adventure. I'm much more adventurous. I want to push this out there. I want to try something new. I want to, I want to climb the mountain. I want to go do the once in a lifetime thing that pushes us outside of our comfort zone. And you get to level up and do something cool for the scrapbook. I think that gets to the nature of man and woman a little bit, but making sure we're doing the things on the daily, the weekly, the monthly, and then you got to plan for them. And then you got to put them on the calendar. It's about ensuring you're taking care of the now and the maintenance of your relationship, but also doing the, the prep work, the future work to do those awesome, exceptional moments that take care of you, that give you that sense of adventure and wonder and take care of you for the long run. One of the things that we have regularly talked about is how important it has been to go on a monthly date as husband and wife. And we almost never do. We just, life comes up, things happen and, and it just goes by the wayside. It's, it's an easy thing to set aside because we have football games and wrestling meets and the kids have to do this. And I've got a house project to do, and we've got work and we've got all the things. And those are all important. So the next step is putting those things on the calendar. It's easy to talk about someday goals, but, but to make it a real goal, it needs to have a date next to it. And so blocking off that time on the calendar saying, no, 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 it's not just once a month. It's on February 14th. Well, that one's easy. St. Valentine's Day. On March 22nd, we're going to go to this place and enjoy ourselves. And that is a special blocked off time. But other stuff too. Put these events on the calendar. The daily stuff you don't got to put in on the calendar. Although we did for our kids, this, this is connected to the family thing, is we went and got a big board and we said, hey, on these days of the week, here's what the day looks like. Maybe on Tuesdays, you're going to do your homework and wrestling practice and you're going to practice your instrument. And on Wednesdays, we're going to work out and then you have dish duty and we're going to do meal prep or whatever, whatever it is. Write those things down. And so there's a plan. And then of course, life's going to come up. And you're going to have to deviate and Grammy and grandpa are going to come over. And so it's going to shift things up a bit and that's fine. But at least you have a set plan. You know, here's the baseline, and then we deviate from the baseline as necessary. But if if you're so afraid of the deviation that you just never come up with a plan, then, then nothing's ever going to get done and, and you don't make progress. The big stuff is putting the calendar on those larger long-term events. And then, and this is important, that admin section I talked about. So I said you get three LOEs plus one. It's that plus one where you really make your money. And that's the checkup, the weekly meeting where you check in. So one of the things that we're, we're doing that I think is really powerful is every morning we have a morning meeting where we talk about, Hey, here's what we have planned today. Here's what I have going on. Here's what you have going on. And so it's a, it's a joint marriage and family meeting. So We do both of those things, but we talk about, Hey, here's what we have on the schedule. We're going to have to deviate. What work things do you have? What work things do I have? Who's picking the kids up? How are we feeding them? How are we getting them from this place to this place? And just spending that time talking and making sure we have all our ducks in a row for the day. And it sounds obvious, but that check-in, that morning 
update brief is a fabulous way to ensure we're both on the same page and understand the way the day is going to go. So often, the source of frustration in a marriage is just because people aren't on the same page about what is about to happen next. And I find that if we both understand where we're going with the day, it helps to make things go a lot smoother. Also, we try to do while we're out on a walk. Just the two of us. Hey, let's get outside. It's dark. Get our mittens on. Go, go talk. And I think that's great. Or, you know, maybe on the weekends, we'll have that sipping on coffee out on the back porch talking about things. But make that time. It's hard to set aside just that time. So I really like the idea of pairing it up with exercise. So, hey, let's go on a walk. And on that walk, we're going to have our meeting and then talk about other stuff that comes up. So it's just an opportunity for you, husband and wife, to, to get after it. Now, those are the daily events. I think you need weekly check-ins too. We like to pair this up with our, our family meeting as well. And then maybe have a private, a private talk afterwards where you assess, hey, how did we do last week? Where do we need to tighten up? And then looking forward to the week, going through day by day, hitting those big checkpoints and saying, Hey, we have this event and this event, and we got to take, we got to take the kids to whatever, but it's a chance to have those conversations when the issues are small and course correct and not let things really slide by the wayside. And then where you really make your money is once a month going through and looking through each of those. And this absolutely needs to be on the calendar. Like this day of the month it's written. I have time blocked off as you and me are sitting down and we're going to talk about, here's what we said we were going to do. How do we do on those things and not beat each other up and not be mad, but reflect and go, ah, oh, man, there's several times where we didn't, we didn't do our prayers together. Or maybe, Hey, we had said we were going to really try to be better in this area, or I was maybe going to be more attentive or every day when I come home from work, I'm going to sit for five minutes and listen to how you were with the kids or whatever that is in your marriage and whatever you thought were good goals for the two of you, what were realistic. Did you live up to those things? Probably not. I mean, hopefully you did, but maybe there were areas where you fell short. And if you didn't and you're crushing it, keep it up and maybe assess, hey, is there a way that we could grow this even a little bit more so that we're pushing ourselves to be better and better and better as we go. Those monthly events where you sit down and have a very deliberate kind of mini session. Now don't confuse this with the once a month going on a date. If that was one of your goals, I wouldn't combine the two. I think that is a separate event that's up and above the normal level of life where you get to show your spouse that you are still hungry for their love, that you are pursuing them and are excited and you're going to dress up and go and, and chase after them like you did when you were dating. Cultivate that romance. I don't think that that is the same mix that you want to have when you head into this, hey, we're going into a business meeting where two adult leaders are talking about how they are looking at the pros and cons and they're evaluating their individual performance over the last month. And, and did we achieve our goals? How can we continue to grow? Blah, blah, blah. 
So different vibe, I would caution against combining those two. So I think following, following this format is amazing. We have been going on this for a couple months now. And honestly, this is the best our marriage I think has ever been in so many ways. It has been a fabulous way to communicate, to be intentional about it. And then doing something similar with our kids has had the added benefit of, of not just improving the way we do things, not just improving our family life and being disciplined and structured and goal setting, but it also educates the kids on how deliberate you are with things that are important. This reminds me of something a mentor of mine had told me about ceremony. And at the time we were thinking about not having a promotion ceremony. So when you get promoted, it's common to throw a party or have a little ceremony to recognize the occasion. And it seemed a little dog and pony show-ish, and we were just going to let it slide by and not, not make a big fuss. And he said, no, this is important. It's important. It should be important to you, but if it's not, it's important to our unit. It's important to your family. It's important to so many people who have shaped and helped you get to this place. Treat things that are important with the respect that they deserve. Now, outside of your relationship with God, your relationship with your spouse is the number one most important thing you have going on. More than your kids, more than work, the number one. Treat that relationship with the respect that it deserves. Because one day, you will not work at your job. One day, your kids will grow old and move out of your house. Every day I wake up and my kids seem so much closer to the door. They're, they're getting old every day. But your spouse is there with you till the end. You know, till death do you part. Treat that love with the respect that it deserves. And you will be so happy that you did. Like I said, feel free to reach out. If you have any questions, I'm happy to share any resources that I have. I can't tell you enough how awesome of a thing this is. And especially if Valentine's Day is coming up for you, show your wife that you, you love her by treating your relationship with purpose and intention and really thinking about who you guys are together. Man, I'm praying for you guys. God bless you. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Number Your Stories podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share, and give us a five-star review wherever you're listening. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out at numberyourstories at gmail.com. And as a reminder, the views and ideas expressed here do not reflect the official policy of the United States Military Academy, the Department of the Army, the Department of Defense, or the U.S. government. Stay safe out there. God bless.